Cool. Ready? Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of my podcast. Today, I have with me a good friend from work, Alexander Dimitrova. Um, yeah. Do you just want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Alex. Um, I work with Vivek. We work in Accenture together. So, yeah, I've known Vivek for about a year uh, yeah like Ten months yeah we we started in may so we've known each other like yeah nine months but we've always been good friends you know always around the office just yeah. having banter yeah so, similar background we both came from a physics background yeah yeah we both did physics both moved from a foreign country to england exactly. so yeah exactly. we've got some similarities yeah probably a lot to talk about today <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so you know the drill yeah. Um, I explained to you a little bit before, but just for the people listening as well, the idea I'm trying out right now is to start off each new episode with the topic where the previous episode ended. Mm-hmm. So last episode we had James, I think, yeah, James. Yeah, Chappelle. And Chappelle, exactly. <laughs> and he ended up talking about the addictiveness, uh, addictiveness of social media. Mm. So he was talking all about Facebook and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the addictiveness of social media? I mean, I definitely believe it's true. Like, yeah. I, I, I did also. I remember Jane saying that he deleted Instagram, so I deleted Instagram as well for like two years, maybe. But did you actually delete it though, or were you yeah, like yeah. James and you, you just? No, I actually didn't use. I did. I, I fully didn't use a desktop at all. So like, really? yeah. For how like, long? I think it was nearly two years. Yeah. So like I I don't know I just like one nice. day I just woke up and I just said you know what like fuck this like I I don't want to always check my phone and always check what everyone's doing so then I just yeah deleted it yeah were you spending too much time on it yeah and I was like spending too much time with like see like watching people that I don't actually know like watching all these like really good looking girls like Instagram girls and then I just realized like what's the point <laughs> yeah like i'm never gonna look like that and they don't even look like that so exactly. why do i have to it's compare fake, myself right? to them and it just made me like every time i would go on it my self-esteem would just deplete as much like the more i scrolled mm. and like my attention span would also just keep like decreasing like i would go to watch a movie or like do something <clears throat> and then i would just like open instagram and just scroll like it distracted exactly. me from literally like so many activities. So you then, couldn't focus on one specific task for a long period of time, right? Yeah, it's just it. Yeah, and so I decided to delete it and then just never checked it again for like so long. And I, it really like, it's quite nice not knowing what people are doing. That's yeah. the thing. I would always like watch people's stories, like my friends, and like know exactly what they're getting up to. And I kind of enjoyed the fact that I didn't know, like the fact that I would have to ask them what they're doing or when we yeah. catch up i wouldn't already know what they've done for the past like six months yeah it would be like oh so what have you what have you been up to so it was definitely like a nice feeling being so isolated in a way um and yeah like cut think, off yeah definitely i mean you've highlighted the two biggest issues right that people yeah. are having nowadays with social media yeah i mean yeah. i definitely suffer from that as well the only thing is like I st- i'm still in the process of actually deleting Instagram. yeah i mean i got it back so <laughs> yeah well yeah. why so why did you get it back then um if it, if it was like so good um to not have social media i think because i was like i was like making like new friends and like because i was in university and i was like so comfortable with all my friends i didn't have to really use like social media but now it's like all these new people that like 
want to connect with or um yeah I don't know I just kind of one day decided to get it back and also like it is some it is in a way like a self-esteem boost like when you post and you see people like you like you do miss yeah. that like um so I just yeah, I decided to get it back and I've had it now but I definitely check it or like I don't really go on the, the like explore page or now that they have these reels I don't really like use that because it just again it just distracts me like I would go yeah, on there for like not... five ten minutes at max and then just close it yeah. yeah it's better not not to start doing that like going on reels and all just because once you start it's just so difficult to stop yeah right? yeah it's yeah. one of those things where I think in my case for example I would much rather if I stop like I know I'm I just don't want to get it back mm. because if I get it back then I'm gonna just like what's the point of of stopping right yeah you just sorry I'm just distracted with the with the door I'm just gonna close yeah, it one sec cool and i feel like there's also so many more productive ways to spend your free time i feel like so many people just end up spending their free time just literally sitting on their phone scrolling you spend hours right yeah. people like the average is like what six hours a day or five hours a day you spend yeah. on social media people yeah. are just scrolling and looking at other people's life when they yeah. don't really care like you said like, yeah i don't really care what you know cristiano ronaldo kim kardashian or yeah people do it's not even celebrities i don't like i actually don't really care what my friends do not in the terms of like i don't like them yeah but in just terms of like that's their life they can like live their life and when i'm involved in their life i do stuff with them and i enjoy that but i don't want to know every second what everyone's doing or what everyone's thinking and feeling like i just i enjoy like being isolated but the problem is when i deleted instagram i just went on reddit so much more (laughs) so i'll just be scrolling through reddit but at least i feel like that's a bit more productive because you get so many different subreddits with like loads of facts and like well videos from around the world that's the opinion of people right that they put over there I mean, like, there's, there's, like, subreddits, like, today I learned, for example, where okay. they post, like, interesting things that they, like, learn today in, like, history, science, like, literally anything. Um, there's, like, loads of more news on um, Reddit, which actually come from, like, credible news sources. I feel like with Instagram, there's so much, like... Fake news. Yeah, it's just, like, one guy posts a meme and he says, look at this tweet. There's, the tweet might not even be real, whereas, like, with Reddit, it was more, like, go to this link for this newspaper and it's like a new story and then people comment on it obviously because everyone has like an opinion but yeah, at I least think... it came from somewhere more credible i mean instagram is built on fakeness mm. right because everyone's just putting filters and all these like cropping pictures and all that so i mean i'm not even surprised that there's fake news on on instagram or facebook you know i'm saying we're saying instagram yeah. but like the same thing applies to facebook yeah and twitter and, yeah and all that yeah so people like just just show what they want to show show people all the good stuff, but yeah. we don't really know what's going on in the background, right? We don't really yeah. know what's going on with their lives. Yeah. Which is why, like, I really don't. This is why I, I mean I don't post because, like, in my mind, I'm like I don't I I don't care if you have gone out for dinner or like yeah. you're taking a nice picture off of your food. Like, no, mm. go enjoy. Like, mm. do do what you want. Like, why, why are you posting it on on Instagram? Yeah. Like, that's that's in my mind. Like, I, that's why I don't post stuff because I'm like, why would people be yeah. interested in my food, for example? Yeah. But, you know, some people just just like to do that. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think. 
I mean, I, when, when I didn't have Instagram as well, I just had so much more time to actually do stuff like watch movies. Even I like, watch movies and play video games. Like, I just did more of that, which I thought was more productive in a way. Like, than social media? Yeah. To be fair, watching movies and yeah, that I can I can see that because, I mean, there's some movies where you mm. can learn stuff, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even me, in my case, like the amount of time I've saved from moving from the app of social media to, to from the app of Instagram, sorry, to using the browser version because it's so much more I, I, like I explained it in the previous episode the UI is so shit mm. that I just can't be asked to use it for a long period of time which is yeah. why I use the browser version yeah. and I just use it for like 15 minutes probably 30 minutes what a day ish yeah mm-hmm. and and that's it and and I don't really use it m- much more just to like scroll like t- um, a few like the top stuff that comes in, into my feed yeah and that's pretty much it yeah. And I have so much more time to do other things, right? Like, like this podcast. Yeah. Or like go to the gym. Or like meet up with friends and all. I'm more of a... I, I want to do stuff physically yeah. and see see people like in person. Yeah. Rather than on the phone. 100%. It's quite shitty. It's so shitty. Is that... What made you like decide to start this podcast then? What made me decide? So, well, I explained it in a few um, intro episodes. Mm-hmm. But basically, you know how people right now... Well, I'll start from the beginning. Firstly, I just thought it would be a cool thing to do. You yeah. Know, just get people on, start speaking, yeah. discuss new topics, learn from people. Secondly, it's a good way to, for for me at least, to keep up to date with the news and all because, you know, if someone asks me on the podcast, like, what is, what is this? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I would much rather know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And But thirdly, and I think this is the most important one, or one of the most important ones, is like, people spend so much time nowadays just trying to get like instant news and trying to have like quick conversations and mm. you know they don't they, they want to do so many things throughout the day and just cramp everything in they don't really have time to like have a long in-depth 2 a.m that's the way i describe it 2 a.m type conversation yeah with a friend and just just learn about that person and share ideas mm. and you know, just maybe even change, like change opinions because you learn something new. Mm. So th- that's that's one of the reasons I I started this, and I I just thought like people just don't have the time to do that. Yeah, you know I remember before... you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when you were like, Alex, do you think this is like, if if you talk about this, this is actually like a, I don't know how you describe it, not a heartfelt conversation, but like a a real conversation, if that makes sense, or is it just kind of like small talk, surface level, mm. and like what do you classify as like? deep yeah deep exactly yeah. I because i was trying to understand that that was at the beginning of the pod of the of the ideation phase if you want to mm. call it because i was and that's when i realized remember when like when we when we i think we went for uh, like a dinner just a, f- uh, a few of us and like, like for with what, the most, korean one yeah uh, no the other one with um with beth and all with um the the one in in Dev- devonshire oh devonshire uh, yeah. yeah exactly so over there like i remember i was speaking to like i was speaking to everyone obviously and most of my conversations were pretty much the same yeah it was just like Small how talk. you exactly it was like how are you doing um how's your project going or whatever how's your um have you been how was your christmas and it's just like a five it it, it felt like speed dating because yeah it's like five mm. minutes with someone and then you move on to someone else yeah and i was like this is so shit like I really like these people, you know, I, these, I consider these people my friends and I want to speak to them in, in depth, right? Mm. I want to learn more more about them. But I can't do that if it's like 30 people around, right? It's, you, you only get time 
five minutes with each with each person. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons. That's when it clicked in my mind, or one of the times it clicked. Yeah. Where I was just like, you know what? I just want to do. I would just want to have like a deep conversation with the person. To yeah. Give them time to elaborate as well, because usually it's just like, you know, yeah, I'm doing fine, blah blah. But you know, they might just not be doing fine. Yeah, I feel like there's nothing that compares to like a one-on-one conversation. Nothing. Like in groups. You get to like speak to people, but often there's so much distraction, and you end up in like another conversation and like a third conversation. Like you never get to just spend time like like talking out everything with that one person. Mm. And like I went to see one of my friends, Sean, who I haven't seen for like five months. It was like his leaving due because he's now in South America, going on like a traveling trip um, till like November, and I hadn't seen him for five months. And then I really wanted to see him, and then I met up with him and like all of like our like uni um mates but then I found that there was just so many people that I hadn't spoken to for so long that I ended up like not really catching up with them properly yeah um you had to like spend a few times uh, sorry a few minutes with each of those people and you yeah, couldn't catch yeah, up yeah. with the person you actually went to yeah 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 and I really wanted it. to just like just take Sean and just be like I just want to have like a one-on-one catch-up because obviously I can see everyone else but I can't see Sean yeah um but yeah, no, like, uh, I, I definitely like feel like, especially at work, we have so many like networking events now that it just ends up being like you talking to someone you don't know, and just ask, asking them the same questions. Exactly. Like, what project are you on? Like, what yeah, are you I feel doing? like it's just rehearsed answers. It's mm-hmm. like when you do interviews, right? For like, it's um, like many interviews, especially when you're yeah. talking like a to like a manager. Yeah. It's like you're kind of wanting to like get in their good books and maybe get a role with them at everyone some point. Everyone does yeah. that. Yeah, everyone does that. It's like. This is that's why like I I don't like that to be very honest. I'm much yeah. of a I'm, like if I wanted to get to know someone, I would tell them let's let's actually spend some time together. Let's spend like a whole day together to maybe uh, talk about uh, talk on this podcast or let's go for lunch and and all that. That's what I do usually. I mean that's what we do when people come on the podcast. Yeah, we usually go for lunch and or for dinner after or like mm. today mm. or you know stuff like that. So. Mm. I really, I really enjoy that part of it. Mm. Like I used to do it at uni as well. That's that's the first time it it came into my mind that I wanted that. Um, or the the, the ex- sorry, I should I should I should take that back. The experience that I remembered in my life that actually confirmed my idea of wanting to make a podcast was mm. when I was at uni, <laughs> between my between a few friends of of mine and and myself included. We just sometimes just talked about a specific topic or a conversation just you know we're just in the in the room on the kitchen chilling we just start to started talking and i was just like these guys are so smart mm. like there's so much i've learned from a from a person that you know i didn't even i didn't even know that this person had like had all this information in his head yeah right so that's one of the reasons why i just wanted to really start this podcast like you know get all the juices out from, yeah, from, from people's brains. Yeah, actually brain. get people's personalities Exactly, across. exactly. Like, I remember a friend of mine, Stefan, at, at uni, he's a very smart guy, right? Very, very smart guy. And he did a completely different degree to, to me. He's more into, like, the humanities and mm. social sciences and all that. But he is a very smart guy. And I'm the opposite, right? I'm a maths and physics guy, so pure numbers. <clears throat> so we had a completely different expertise. And we used to just talk about them and exchange uh, ideas in that sense so if he had a question about physics he would come to me mm. i remember he was asking me about 
like Vivek, what's what's quantum mechanics? Like what what is all this shit that people are talking <laughs> about? Like what's quantum computing? Does that mean like are we gonna get a computer that you know I click on the browser and it's gonna it's gonna open very fast or something like that? That's the people. That's what people think with quantum computing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, that's not actually the case. This is what this was. What's actually gonna happen? Yeah. But then the same with me. Like I went to uni. I didn't even know what socialism was. Yeah. I didn't know what capitalism was. Yeah. I just thought like you know I I don't know what how the government works or anything. And but it was Stefan the one who you know who helped me. Not not only yeah. Stefan like a few other friends of mine like well, Kevin Shankar those are uh, and Chris and everyone mm-hmm. else in, in uni. They sat me down and you know explained to me. You know, this is how everything everything works. Yeah. And you know, that's that's how we that's how I learned to be yeah. fair. I feel like I've struggled with this a lot because I'm very much like a I I just I get very interested in something, I pick it up, then I just leave it and then yeah. I ended up I end up knowing a little about loads of stuff but not actually get into depth into something and I'm I really wish I could be one of those people that could find their like niche mm. and be really really into that but I'm such a generalist but yeah I think you become jack of all trades but master of none right yeah exactly and I guess that's why we're in this job because consultants are like a very general like they're mm. very they're able to adapt but um that goes back to like the idea of not being able to focus on one specific task right yeah because sometimes you're just like you know you get too bored so- <laughs> exactly you get too bored or sometimes like you have so many options nowadays, so many things to choose, so many mm. career paths, so many different things you can do. You, when you're doing something, you you think to yourself, oh, maybe my maybe like this other thing looks looks pretty yeah. cool. Maybe I, I should try that. Maybe I should do this. Yeah. But you know that's not the way to go because otherwise you're gonna just get lost. Yeah. You're gonna, you you're gonna go in circles, right? You're never gonna yeah. speak like specialize into a specific topic. Yeah, choices. Or an area. Choices overwhelming exactly like even in like a restaurant when you go to a restaurant you're like oh my god what do i choose exactly (laughs) so many foods which like when i i worked in a korean restaurant in bristol which i might i probably mentioned to you Mm. and like the chef there it was like this tiny restaurant and it was actually run by this crazy crazy lady called wizzy and she worked on all these like michelin starred restaurants and stuff like yeah, she was really good. But then she, when she opened her restaurant, she decided to like not have a menu at all. Mm. So it would literally be like, right, today this is what you're eating. Like, and she would release the menu the day of the, the day of the like, the the, the time when she's opening. Basically, yeah. she would release it an hour before, so no one would actually know what they're eating. So even if when you went to the restaurant, you you, you would just go sit down, and then food would just. Like, yeah, yeah. On, you know, you don't have like you couldn't order or anything like that. No, no, no. You basically that's book. a very good idea to be yeah, fair. Yeah, you book and then you book for however many people or like if you have any dietary requirements and then you just go there and like I as like the waitress I would like explain what the restaurant does because so many people are like oh okay interesting yeah. um and then yeah you just get served the food and I explain what it is and then you just eat it but like so many people are so much happier doing that than sitting there choosing and I feel like there's so much like these days as well when i go to a restaurant with friends they've already looked at the menu before like analyzed exactly. it. i'm just like i think i'm very much more like go with the flow like i would go there i i love to ask the waiter what's good because they're the ones that work there yeah and they've like tasted all of the foods and they've heard all the feedback from the customers so they'll know what's good and if they're people who are actually passionate about the food then they would give me like an honest opinion so i feel like i always like to do that instead of just making up my mind before i go or just getting so overwhelmed with the choice like 
I yeah, don't know what to do. well, an, an experienced waiter would know. Yeah, but if it's someone new, then they would just be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, get whatever you want. Exactly. But I you see just your go point. With, yeah. with what you know. Like so many people just go with what's already comfortable to them, and it, I feel like food is just so exciting. Like you'd want to explore. Like instead of just mm. getting what you've always gotten. To be yeah. fair, I'm I'm that type of person. Really? I usually I get, I get what I've always gotten because like if I start to think about what I want or start choosing, mm. I'm just never gonna pick. That's why like every time I go to a restaurant, mm. I like every single time, I if I if I if I'm with someone at the at the same time like you know if I'm not ordering like takeout and stuff like that, yeah, I just tell them you know pick whatever you want because I'm I'm not a fussy eater. I yeah. eat like literally anything. Whatever you put in front of me, I'll eat it. That's good though. So are the, you open to like loads of different cuisines? Everything. Yeah. Everything. I eat like everything. Which is why, like, when when we went to the Korean restaurant, I was yeah. like, I trust Alex. You <laughs> order whatever Alex you want. Alex always right. <laughs> order, Alex always right. Just yeah. order. Just you know, you 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 pick the place. You know exactly what it is. Pick yeah. it, please. <laughs> order whatever you want. I'll finish it. It's yeah. fine. No, like Korean food is just so good. The, yeah. the restaurant that I worked in wasn't like traditional Korean, so like it wasn't like a Korean barbecue or whatever. It was literally because she worked in all kinds of different kitchens. Like she's worked in like French kitchens, like mm. um like East Asian kitchens, like all around the world so she's and she's also like so like in love with food she wrote a cookbook she's recently passionate about food she's right? so she's so passionate about about food but not just as like okay this is tasty it's more as like an education tool she calls it it's like okay she wants food to be used to educate people about like different like flavors that can actually exist do you know what i mean because there's so many she used so many like interesting ingredients which people had never tried before and like okay. expanding their their palate and just making them think like oh maybe i want to incorporate this in my dish or like i want to explore like this type of cuisine so what's what sort of things did she add that usually people don't don't add to their food um if you know i mean yeah yeah i mean um she added like black garlic black garlic Mm. is that a thing yeah it's like fermented um and she also went garlic picking every year like really um, yeah um she had like sesame leaves i think it was she had this um thing called burdock root which she had to import from korea which um and it was like kimchi fried like she made she made her own kimchi as well she made her own soy sauce like she's she was crazy yeah like oh my god and she's she's so like not business minded whereas i'm i think i'm quite business minded so like i would always be like wizzy like you need to up your prices or like do something uh because people would pay so much more than what they should be paying for this food but she was always like no like this is not for me to make profit this is for the love of me to yeah food like, that yeah. she has she just want to express it and, and share that with people yeah yeah and she released like a cookbook recently where it's basically like 10 different countries and wow. it's like food from 10 different countries and she's these are all countries that she's like traveled to so it was like really interesting she like had like a history part of like the uh, specific part of that country she was like obsessed with like um like kings and queens and like empires so um there was like stuff from like the silk road like the ottoman empire the like fall of constantinople and i had to edit all of this as well really <laughs> yeah so you helped it out with the book yeah 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 <laughs> so oh, was, wow. because um like english is not her first language so like i went there and like spent like quite a few like weeks just helping her edit all of this so it was interesting for me because i got to learn like yeah loads of history stuff like queen isabella of spain who was like uh brought so many like spices to the world like how portugal like um introduced so much stuff to like 
um, Southeast Asia, and like yeah. how chili powder was used like gunpowder back in the day. Like, there's so many like interesting Wait, facts. Chili powder was used as gunpowder. Yeah, apparently, uh, in like Japan and like Southeast Asia, because it's I don't know, it's explosive. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but this is what um I helped her edit. But yeah, and also like the fall of Constantinople was really interesting because like I've learned about Ottoman Empire mm-hmm. from when I was a child because when I lived in Bulgaria, uh, that was part of the Ottoman Empire back in the day. So we got taught like that history, um, but from a very obviously biased point of view. Uh, so yeah, it was really interesting. And Damn. that's that's very good. Yeah. I, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, no, she's 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 amazing and like she's. She's writing another one as well, like based on like Korean food, I think specifically. Okay. Uh, I, f- I mean, these people, I find it so fascinating. Like these people that have such great passion about a specific subject. Yeah. They're so ingrained into it. Like they just want to learn more and, mm. and more. And they just like their whole life revolves around it. Mm. I find that super interesting. And mm. I mean, I, I, I wish I wish I could have that. Right. Mm. I wish I think everyone wishes that. Right. Yeah. But we just have so much, like going back, it's, it's all goes back, goes back to the same thing. We just have so much choice right now. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. could go and, you know, b- become anything we wanted, but pff, like, where do we start? Yeah. How do we do it? And in my opinion, at least, the best way to do that, to figure out where what you want to do in life and figure out where your passion lies, is just to get started with what, somewhere. Yeah. Just do it. Just literally do it. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, I'm trying out this podcast. Yeah. I've, you know, I've tried out so so many uh, different things during uni mm. as well. Yeah. I think it's important to do it. And like, if you think that you really enjoy something to go after, but also at the same time to not force something too much and kind of like go with the flow. Yeah. Like allow your experiences to happen. Not don't just be focused on like right this is my path this is exactly what I'm going to do and there's nothing else like mm-hmm. just if you end up being in something that you're you didn't think about before just let it happen and see where it takes you I think that's really important as well um I think that's the path that's exactly what you're right like that's exactly what people should do yeah just experience things and do it because you like it not because yeah. you know, you're supposed to do it or because other people are telling you or you think that it's going to look bad or something like that if you stop mm. i don't think people should do that like but but i mean you have to start somewhere and mm. if if you don't then you're just gonna go around in circles yeah. like i mean i've tried different I've, I've, i remember going like doing a magic competition at at uh, magic magic or like ma- like, like card tricks stuff, really like, yeah, yeah yeah i won actually the magic competition wow. in, in warwick so i was just trying out like maybe this is where i where my this is where where my passion is but then i realized you know i'm interested in it yeah but not not to that extent you never shown us any tricks i've never shown you any tricks you because... should do like a ma- well we had literally like a no it wasn't a magician it was a murder mystery the other day could yeah, have been yeah. you doing the uh, magic show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not that good to be fair i, I just mean, if you want a competition yeah but the competition was like three people and one of them was my best friend from back home he oh just, <laughs> idiot, he was judging but it he was judging the, the judges the um, the society so it was a, it was a society right. at uni basically oh interesting so it was it was me one of my friends and another guy who's actually a, like a professional well not professional but like he's a very experienced magician yeah and the reason he didn't win was because he overdid it uh, and it didn't quite the the act wasn't that that yeah, good yeah yeah um then my friend he didn't put any effort into it he just showed up and was basically repeated the same thing um and i i practiced a little bit and that's why i 
like there were two I think two moments in my in my act where they were quite surprised like how how do you do that mm. and I didn't expect that to be fair. I was just doing like what they taught me. That's such a random hobby. Yeah, it's yeah. a really random hobby. Like but this it. was back, back in like before, like in first. I remember this was, I think it was first year mm. term one. So like right at the beginning, like after freshers, a few weeks after freshers week, I just started saw the magic come like society and I started to, yeah. decided to join. So how long were you involved in that society? Not much, like a few, like term one, at the end of term one, so in December, that competition mm. happened, it was called the Ambitious Card Trick competition. Yeah. And then after that, I carried on going uh, to the society, but at the end, there was a there was a competition as well for the whole society, not mm. just for the new members, and there's no way I was going to compete against you them, because they, they were experienced magicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, but it's been a while since I haven't, since I haven't done it. Did you do any other, like, societies at uni? Yeah, I did. I mean, I was part of mainly the, the like, the Spanish society mm-hmm. and, you know, these country societies, basically. So, like, I was also part of the Latin American society. That's okay. one that we founded in some in some sense. Really? But, yeah, we, I mean, we didn't do much much for it to be fair there was like it was like term one of second year and maybe term two yeah. so like some stuff happened but not really i was just part of the bulgarian society but i yeah. never actually did anything <laughs> no. i would just be on the group chat and then they'll be like do you want to meet up and i'll be like no. <laughs> i should have i should have put more effort in because i haven't really like spoken to many bulgarians since yeah. like i've moved here like there was a couple girls in my primary school who are bulgarian but apart from that like I haven't really talked to many Bulgarians. There was one girl on my course as well, but yeah, it's just, it is nice to speak to someone in your like first language. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially living in like here, you end up speaking English so much that you end up kind of forgetting it. Well, you you live with like Rohit, so you get to speak it on like a daily basis and I live with like um my parents. But like if I, when I lived out in uni, I didn't get to speak Bulgarian to anyone mm. for like a while. So like, I feel like I know English better now than I do Bulgarian, which is kind of sad, but... But so when you when you go back home and you speak to, like, your parents or yeah. or your, your grandparents or whatever, you speak to them in Bulgarian, right? Yeah, yeah, I speak to them in Bulgarian. But, like, when I speak at home with my mom and my sister, I speak in Bulgarian, but then some words I would say in, like, English. Oh, okay. Because... It's like a Bulgarian-lish. Yeah, it would be, like, um English, but with a Bulgarian accent, but... Yeah, and then, like, uh, people, every time I speak to them, like, actual Bulgarians, they'll be like, oh, you're not Bulgarian, or you're like, not that you're not Bulgarian, but, like, yeah. oh, you're, like, a foreign Like a Bulgarian. foreign Bulgarian. So you end up just feeling kind of not really an English person, but not really a Bulgarian <laughs> either. Like, you're just kind of in the middle. In the middle, like, exactly. That's what a lot of, like, my friends as well who, like, come from a foreign country but lived here for quite a while feel like they, they don't know which one to identify with. Because mm. this is where I grew up like my adult life but then as a child I was there so like I always have an attachment to there but I feel like all my friends are here now my my family's back there but of like my new life my work my friends are all here so what what is my like identity like is it Bulgarian or is it English I don't know if you feel the same you're a mix yeah I mean in my case so I'm ethnically Indian mm. born and raised in Tenerife and now I live in the UK. So, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't feel very English. Like, I don't identify much with English yeah. people per se. Yeah. I do identify with, like, Indian people because I've been brought up in an Indian household. 
and I do identify with Spanish people because that's where I've been brought up, right, mm. in Spain. So, so yeah, I definitely get what you mean because, like, I'm not, when I'm with my, with my Spanish friends, for example, I know I'm not like you know proper like pure Spanish. Yeah. But then when I'm with my Indian friends as well, like the ones who like some of them who you know are pure like Indian, mm. not like a mix with like me, but so. I, I don't I don't feel like I'm pure pure Indian like they start mm-hmm. speaking Hindi as well and I, like my I understand it and I can speak it a little bit but it's not it's not that yeah. great to be fair is it something that you think about like with your children would you want them to be able to speak Hindi? oh my my children yeah they're going to speak everything yeah they better speak everything what Spanish Hindi Spanish, English exactly and then from the mother side if she has any languages then definitely that's that's going to be yeah um, drilled into the kids' brains as well. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want my kids to be able to speak Bulgarian because, mm. like, I don't know. I want them. I want them to have that part of their identity, so they're not like completely assimilated. If that makes sense, like they they can still have that kind of like multiculturalism. Yeah. And I feel like having grown up with two languages is a good thing as well. Like, and I know there's like loads of like scientific facts about how it's like good for your brain, but it's just like. It's quite nice just yeah. to like be able to not just speak your own language, like to be able to understand another nationality. And like Bulgarian is not that popular, so for you it'll probably be really useful because you know like Spanish and English two are like the biggest languages. Yeah. So you can understand like I don't know half the world. Half the world. And, I mean <laughs> in Hindi, Hindi as well. So that's that's another. Oh one yeah, so most people. three quarters of the world probably. Pretty, pretty except, much. Except like yeah. China, Chinese, and Russia, and like all those countries. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, in my case, like, all the Slavic languages are kind of similar, so I can kind of, I don't know if it's the same in, like, India, like, Gujarati and, like, Tamil, if they're, like, kind of similar mm-hmm. in yeah, that way uh, where you can understand the other ones. A little bit. I mean, to be honest, I don't know much, but they are a little bit, but, like, we can understand roughly what the conversation is about and all, but I don't think we can understand, like, what they're actually saying. It's kind of like, um, it's it's a bit more different to like Portuguese and and Spanish, right, right, or Italian. Like if I if I hear an Italian person or Portuguese person person speaking, I know what they what they're talking about and I know mm. roughly like what they're saying. Mm. Um, but I, it's it's more it's a, a bit more different with Tamil and Hindi mm. and and Sindhi and and all that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, so, but in your case, you understand Russian and. Um. No, it's kind of similar to you, where it's like I cannot like, especially with Russian. Like when I went to Moscow, there were so many like words that I didn't realize were the same. Like, I went to a museum and I would just read like the plaque, and it would be like a paragraph, but in Russian. But I would understand like eighty percent of the words, but spoken is very different. Like. Mm. The accent is different, and yeah, the accent is different. The pronunciation, like when I read it, like I can see the letters and I yeah. understand the alphabet, so I can understand. And like it, it gives you more time to like formulate what they actually mean. But when they speak, it's like so quick that if you don't catch it, it's gone. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, I feel like I, I want to understand more of that, but like uh, it's so long learning a language. Like yeah. I try to learn so many takes... different languages. Yeah, it takes a while. I mean, I've tried to learn French. Oh, yeah. I mean, I picked... Oh, I, I, never, I, I learned a little bit in GCSE. I mean, whatever you can learn yeah. in GCSE, right? And then I did, like... I downloaded Duolingo. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I tried to do it a little bit. But I just like, oh, it's just so long. Like, I'm, I think the, the best way for me to learn French would be to actually speak to a French person. Or go to France, yeah. Or go, yeah, just like just literally start speaking and start practicing mm. and make sure that the other person whenever i'm speaking to them in english or a different yeah. language make sure that they keep me on track and be like no 
ask me in French. Yeah. If I do that, I mean, in six months, I could easily, I think, I could easily have uh, have like a fluent conversation in French with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's, it's a. It's a shame that it's not as easy now as it was when we were children. Like when you're a child, you have so much neuroplasticity and yeah. like so much it's so much easier to learn a language. Like I came to this country and I barely knew any English. Like yeah. and I just got put into an English school where no one like really spoke Bulgarian <laughs> to me. So I was just sitting there like at first I was like, What are these people saying to me? <laughs> but then eventually I just kind of learned it like it's it's just like it didn't like take me effort. Like I wasn't there studying English. Like I did English when I was in Bulgaria but it was like one or two hours a week and it was like really simple stuff like hi I'm Alex nice (laughs) to meet you I like to play football or something like it was just very simple sentences and then I go there and everyone's speaking in like different accents and English accents are like there's so many that like they're kind of hard to understand like yeah. yeah so like when you're a child though it's just so easy you just kind of sit there and like absorb everything whereas now you have to like consciously like go to lessons and like learn it i wish it was like but again yeah because we're in this country like if i went and lived in russia it would probably be so much easier for me to learn it um yeah i think also you're you're absolutely right when kids like so kids have larger neuroplasticity mm. so they can pick up stuff very easily but i feel like in some sense it's also the instinct of survival, right? Because mm. if you didn't learn English, you would just like, yeah. you just didn't know what was going on, right? Exactly. So you had to learn English. Yeah. Whereas now, I don't have to learn French, yeah. right? Or you don't True. have to learn Spanish, for example. Like, if you wanted to learn that, yeah, you can put in the effort and all, but it's not like a requirement for you to live. Yeah. So that's why, like, it's a bit more difficult to actually learn learn the language but i completely i I mean i mean i get you when i came in um into so i switched from an english sorry from a spanish school Mm. into an english school and i did like i I did speak english at home but it was a very very like like a thick indian accent (laughs) very thick indian accent and not very like it wasn't very englishy in some sense it wasn't very it wasn't correct English. It wasn't the right English, yeah. right? So it was like, um, you know, it was a mix of Hindi, English kind, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So when I went to school, I had to learn how to speak in English. Yeah. And I suppose, like, my English right now is shit as well. Your but English? My English, yeah. Your English not. I mean, I mean it's, it's all right, but, like, I still don't feel like I'm, like, I can speak eloquently in in English and something like I, I I don't feel like I can speak like you know Jordan Peterson or something someone like that who's like mm. more more um, intelligent than than me. Or I like, mean I think you do. You're doing a podcast like that's, I mean yeah, but like some takes, some words takes... like some phrases I say and some words I say it's it's still a little bit like it's it's not it's not the right thing. Yeah. I think the reason for that is because I don't read enough. I need to read more. I need to improve my yeah. vocabulary. So what language do you like think and dream in? English, yeah. English. I mean English, but sometimes Spanish. That's the thing. Like I have mm. a, I have a mix of both. I don't mm. pick one. I think right right now because I've been living in the UK for so long, I think it's more it's changed to English a bit more. Yeah. And I've kind of like you mentioned before, I kind of forgotten my Spanish like you did with your Bulgarian. Mhm. But still at times, it depends on the situation. I mean, I think in English or I think in Spanish. Yeah. Don't really think in Hindi, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so those are the two main ones. Fair enough. Um, but like, in I was gonna ask you as well. Like, do you feel like you are 
you have a different personality when you speak in Bulgarian or when you speak in English. Yeah, I feel like because when I came here, I was like, I my teenage years were spent in this country, like in in the UK. So my kind of um, <clears throat> more relaxed side, or like when I swear, or like when I'm more just like bantery or casual, is in English, and like yeah. my more family side, the way I speak to my family, because I the only people I speak to in Bulgarian are my family. Mm. That would be like Bulgarian. So I feel like with Bulgarian I can't have as much banter because I don't know like the there's so much like stuff that Slanded I would learn if I was like growing that. up there. Like so many like sayings or Bulgarian jokes which my mom t- there's just Bulgarian Bulgarians have a different way of joking. They love to like set up a joke, like have like a whole scenario almost of a joke. Like someone said this and someone said this. Whereas here it's just literally like not like sh- it's not more stupid humor but a lot more simpler like yeah uh people don't like tell jokes in the same way and like yeah i just didn't uh, like i didn't grow up, i didn't go to school there so i don't know like how the um the colloquial like sayings are in bulgaria whereas mm. i do here um and i feel more comfortable around like people who are english like my age because i know how exactly how to talk to them whereas if i was talking to people my age in Bulgaria, I would be like, oh no, like, how do I say, how do I make banter with them? <laughs> it's very difficult, right? Because yeah. you're not used to it. Yeah. What about you? So, I absolutely agree. I mean, when I speak to people over here in, in English, I feel like I do have a slightly different personality. Because, mm-hmm. like, in Spanish, at least, when so when I speak in Spanish, I feel like I'm dumber in some sense mm. like because I, I, like right now when i go back home i speak to my friends in spanish and it's sort of it's like we were always like behaving like you know like quote-unquote stupid around each yeah, other yeah, just yeah. like saying stupid things and just just like making like stupid jokes and stuff like that so i feel like my spanish is based around that and it's it's like it's not very corporate and that's it's not very like proper yeah. spanish yeah it's more like it's very slangy and yeah. I mean, street Spanish. So the opposite of me. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. Whereas in, in English, I mean, I speak to my parents in English. I speak, obviously, at work in English. So it's more, it's 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 less jokey, it's less slangy, you know. Obviously, with my friends and all, yeah, but, like, it's less, it sounds more formal and it sounds mm-hmm. much better when I speak in English. When I speak mm-hmm. in Spanish, it's just, like, stupid it's just i just sound like an idiot <laughs> basically because yeah. i've not i've not been in a corporate environment in spain right mm. would you not do you not want to work over there at all? maybe one day you never know maybe yeah. one day but right now i don't feel like it's the right move for me i feel like i want to stay in the uk for in a while London. exactly learn as much as i can mm. and yeah maybe in one day in the future go and retire in Tenerife it's a great place to retire to be mm, fair I've never it's, been you should go yeah you keep telling you us to come. come with you I definitely like I feel like should we should come, go definitely I love a I love a sunny warm place well then Tenerife is the ideal place for you then yeah it's yeah. a great place yeah. yeah no I remember when I came to this country and I was like the weather here is, was just so terrible compared to Bulgaria like oh. how is it in Bulgaria I mean it's not tropical at all like it's it's cold in the winter but it's cold in a different way like there's more just like snow in like colder temperatures where it's here it's like the wind and the rain just like i hate that yeah and like in the summer it was so hot and like we always go like um stay on the seaside for like three months just need to get like get so tan whereas here it's just kind of like oh like 
Miss Brighton. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, it's nice, but it's just not the same. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know how people do it over here. Like uh, like, people go to the beach over here in the UK as well. They're like, mm. yeah, it's nice and warm. It's fifteen degrees. I'm like, bruh. Yeah. 15 degrees I'm wearing like a jacket a yeah. thick jacket on yeah. top no it's t-shirt weather 15 degrees yeah. <laughs> no hell no yeah, if, like Tenerife it gets to 15 degrees you see people walking out with like jumpers and stuff like that like really? oh it's quite cold today yeah wow because the, the average temperature over there is like 20 25 type shit yeah oh so, yeah I mean it's crazy it's, it's crazy mm. I was gonna pull out some facts actually from the social media conversation we had. I was going to pull it out before because I looked it up and it seemed crazy. I just literally put the like social media, the addictiveness of social media facts and the first page that popped up, that's the one I'm, I'm reading from and we can discuss these because I think these are very, very interesting. Mm. So the first one says 3.1 billion people are social media users worldwide mm-hmm. so 3.1 i was just thinking like 3.1 billion people right how many people are there in the world like seven point Probably nearly eight now, nearly eight know. now right so like 40 percent of the world is on social media mm. that means we haven't really got any information on the other 60 percent of the world mm. do you know how much untapped information that is yeah yeah but there's a lot of like especially in the third world developing countries like that they don't have access to anything like that so i guess they don't have access to internet they don't they literally yeah they don't that's just this is why like facebook and i know facebook for sure is i think google might be as well and the other social media companies but i know facebook for sure they are partnered with geo which is a big telecom you know provider it's like the it's like the o2 of india basically Mm. And they're partnered with them and they're giving free internet to people. Really? Yeah. Because they want, Facebook want more users in these third world um, countries mm. or these uh, developing countries, I should say. Just getting them on the social media platform, just getting more and more and more and more uh, yeah. users, right? I mean, like even, I don't know what social media is like that fact includes, but countries like China, for example, they have facebook and youtube and all these websites but, banned so like yeah exactly they, they go on like weibo so is that a statistic that's included in there or like yeah i, I don't know no i think yeah that's true we i mean tapping into china is going to be difficult yeah so we have to include have to exclude that 1.4 billion i don't know how many people china have now yeah a lot of the world yeah basically yeah fucking a lot but but yeah that's that's crazy i mean once we tap into those people like the amount of information we can get out of them as well, right? Mm. Well, those are, those, I remember, like, during COVID, there was a lot of, like, um, information coming from, like, India about how bad the situation actually was and how many people were actually, like, affected by it through social media. So I think social media is, even though it's, like, bad in terms of self-esteem, it can also be, like, so good in terms of, like, spreading awareness, except from, like, traditional media channels and in countries where traditional traditional media channels are uh backed by the government then social media is like the best thing because where else would you be able to find out and communicate with people who are like working towards a cause or working towards exposing something like for example with russia where they're banning everything now because they don't want people to start 
spreading information yeah. about Ukraine and like the protests. So they're banning everything because they don't want people to be aware of what's actually going on and they're yeah. spreading whatever they wanted. They want to tell the population, right? The, the Russian population. Yeah, yeah. Because they probably the, what if the use if the people in Russia they actually knew what was going on. They probably like revolt right against the government yeah. if they have the balls to do it. To be fair, because like who's gonna say no to Putin? Yeah, I mean it's easier said than done. Like yeah. he's been in power for like how long? Twenty? More than twenty. I mean he's been part of like the the kind of government for like since he was like in his twenties, and now it's like he's in what's nearly seventy. Really, seventy? Yeah, apparently he's that old. Damn. I think so. Google yeah. it, but I think he's like nearly that old. Um, but. Yeah, he he definitely has a lot of like insider friends, and that's the thing. It's like he's so isolated from like the normal Russian that like it, there's no like connection between the two. He actually doesn't give a shit about the people. No, no. He gives no fucks. He's like, you know what? Like that's why he doesn't like he doesn't care if like all these companies are backing out from Russia. Like I don't yeah. use them. Yeah. I don't, so I don't give a shit. I like I I didn't realize like how bad or like crooked the russian government is until like last year when the whole like was it was it last year like early last year when um you know navalny alexei navalny um uh, no he's basically like um this russian he was kind of like a leader of the opposition like an opposition party in russia and um he exposed putin and not just him like a lot of the people in the government and also people who are like part of massive russian companies like gasprom oligarchs and all yeah oligarchs he ex- exposed basically how they were taking money from taxpayers like buying themselves all these yachts and stuff um and then he went to i can't remember what city it was something beginning with o and he was basically poisoned by a chemical we- chemical weapon that. novichok yeah, was it novichok yeah which which is banned in Russia. Like it, it, they said that they haven't produced it. But obviously, like there was, there's been a couple cases where it has been used. But yeah, so he like, I remember watching like a two and a half hour interview where he, um, basically recounted everything that happened. And he was like, yeah, I was just on a plane, and all of a sudden I thought I was gonna die. So he had to basically, like, when the plane landed, I had to get him to a hospital there. But then he was basically being killed by the doctors there, like. Because oh, it was shit. it was in Russia, so that's why he went all the way to Germany, so they can like yeah. actually be actually, somewhere so safe where yeah. where he knows that they're not actually gonna kill him. But he was like unconscious for like over a month, I think. Um, did he? He, he did nearly he die? died. Yeah, he ne- no, he's he's alive okay. now. Well, he's in prison now, so he basically he was gonna he was accused of like oh god, I can't remember exactly what. So he was gonna go to prison as soon as he went to russia and he decided like he was in germany for quite a while he decided okay i'm gonna go back to russia because it's like my country and like that's that's what i'm fighting for like freedom in russia so he went back to russia got arrested immediately and now he's like in prison i think originally he was supposed to be there for three years but now they've extended it by like another 10 years so he he went on like a whole like starvation for a while like it was it was really bad so i think starvation like, like some gandhi shit where was yeah like yeah yeah to... so he did refuse to refuse to like eat and drink but like now i think it's like his court hearing so loads of people like his youtube channel is massive like it's got like millions of subscribers he has a youtube channel yeah yeah that's how i first he's in jail no no not now so like it's oh, a whole okay. company now um like it's not it's not a company but it's a whole like kind of 
party and like videos that they put out as like look quite a few different people um that work there and they work with like investigative journalists but there was this massive documentary that was put out called putin's uh putin's palace last year it was really interesting like i recommend watching it it's basically like this um this pretty much palace that he built on like the black sea just insane i can't even describe how insane this is like not even just a palace he had like his own ice rink he had like like everything inside literally like it's just crazy and they got footage of basically like the palace itself they got like the architecture like um like the blueprints of the whole like thing described in detail like all these rooms and stuff it was just insane and like how how he's managed to get away with basically funding this and like how they think that putin is probably one of the world's like richest people like for sure for yeah sure. but you don't really think that because he's a politician like, i don't think boris johnson's one of the richest people <laughs> no. enough because there's so many like billionaires and stuff but like putin actually probably is a billionaire yeah i mean he um, owns the country so everything that's in the country basically yeah yeah but it's, if you if you if you go on like tra- traditional russian media and they post like excerpts from um different news stories that like cover putin and like there was so much like backlash from the traditional media on this documentary in russia like russia today for example channel which is like backed by the russian government i used to watch it and i used to be like oh this is great like really interesting news coverage it's just literally propaganda and like they were like putin would never do this this is like uh this is definitely like not his like um he's such a humble man like he doesn't need anything like they've just built this whole image around him which is completely false and like what the... i mean to be fair i'm not even surprprised yeah like, like, if I watch actually, that and you if will I actually be think surprised about it, yeah, yeah it's 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 honestly insane like the amount of information they managed to pull up on this palace and he has like multiple like multiple properties and not just him like all of his like um... friends or the oligarchs yeah all the oligarchs all the other like um ministers uh but yeah no it's it's alexi and navalny is like really really interesting character and like the the fact that he's able to still like go against putin even after like the multiple attempts like on his life like it's crazy so sure. yeah he's, he's he reminds me like of like how zelensky is now like so yeah. like resilient so I hope like that inspires hope in the Russian people that they can yeah. stand up to What's him. What's the name of the of the of the sorry the of, of the guy um the ele- documentary. Oh the um I think in English if you just type in Putin's palace okay then you should be able to find it it's the one with like millions and millions of views it's like an hour like hour and a half wow. long it's like a full on movie but it's really interesting and they have quite a few really interesting wow. things. Do you see that uh putin like when he sits with a political leader from another oh well on the long table and the long table do you yeah, see that yeah yeah <sighs> well the reason you probably know but um the just for the people who don't like the reason he sits so far away from that person is just um in case they like come and, and attack him mm. so, or and also people say it's because he's afraid of covid mm. and and all that but i mean i personally think it is because like the, yeah. the attack thing but also he's like i mean he's like nearly 70 so he's old like yeah he, he doesn't want to catch is anything he nearly 70? i don't want to i don't want to make yeah, up something up. completely wrong but um I, he's pretty old um, no, i need to get i need to get a laptop another laptop so i can look shit up whilst i'm speaking because doing it on the phone is not that oh he's 69 yeah 
69. Yeah, so he's... And uh, I think a friend of mine was telling me, we went to like the protest in Trafalgar Square last weekend and he's... um, He's actually someone that you would probably... If you if you're interested in Russian history, especially, is really interesting because he did uh, his master's dissertation on Russian disinformation. So he has so much stuff to talk about. Like he knows everything. It's like talking to an encyclopedia. But um, tell him to come on the podcast. Tell yeah, no, he would be. He's he's honestly like when he when he speaks, it's like talking to like a book. Like he's so in, <laughs> it's really interesting. Like if you want to find out any information, then I get you and him on the podcast. Yeah, no, you should. Um, but yeah, he was saying that. Putin also is like I think he's had cancer before like he's quite like ill if that makes sense so I think he's very much like hyper aware of like his health yeah um he wants to be careful yeah no he's 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 a narcissist like through and through like it's crazy I think it's it's it's, it's like his arrogance that he he can't admit defeat as well like yeah there's been I... so much news of like all these Russian casualties all this like Russian general killed like the economy's going through the drain like and it's like his pride or or maybe just his like his inability to see that everything is against him yeah i think he's just fucked up in the mind man yeah like i think he's just there's just something wrong with with him he just built that all those experiences over the year which are all not not great right he's just like he was probably like shown stuff that was not accurate at some point. He built this idea of how Russia should look like, yeah. and, and all. Yeah. Man, he's... that's just not not right, right? He he just wants to get back to you know the Soviet Union and all that, but you know, man, like it's he... probably some so like some level of greed as well, because like he already has everything, and this is just human nature. You always want more. Yeah. Right. So he has everything now. He's like, what else can I get? Like, mm. oh, let's go back to the Soviet Union. You know. Mm. Let's let's get Ukraine back. Oh, let's get this back. Mm. And she just wants more and more and more. It's just human nature. And at some point, I think he's also really afraid of the West, and he's afraid of like people trying to yeah, yeah, take yeah. over Russia. And I feel like that's one of the main reasons why he wouldn't let Ukraine go, because obviously they wanted to join NATO, and that's why this whole thing started. They were getting even closer to Russia, and then it's very dangerous for his position, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in NATO, I think. Uh, I was like watching a couple of videos on this that NATO was kind of created as like um like a Western like alliance obviously of countries and it was kind of like against Russia if that makes sense so for a country that was previously like in part of like the the like Soviet bloc to then go to NATO and potentially the European Union that would like be so close to his borders because Ukraine is a big country as well and like if he ha- if he borders NATO a NATO country for like such a large space, yeah. then that could be dangerous for like his position. Um, so I think that's probably one of the reasons that he wants to also like make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, like I don't think it's beneficial for anyone if they actually start a war between NATO and and Russia. That's what that's what Biden said a few days back as well. Oh yeah, like, no, no. Like yeah. if we if we do fight, it's gonna be World War Three because like. Mm. It's, it's gonna be insane that's why no one's that's why i mean the u.s and nato in general are just not intervening intervening right Militarily, yeah. Militarily, yeah. with military basically mm. in there in into the war right mm. but it's kind of sad to see you know ukraine go like that that yeah. you're watching from the sidelines yeah it does feel a bit like 
what do you actually what can you actually do as yourself like so many people are going to go like actually fight but with someone who's never had any like military experience slash isn't very big or strong yeah <laughs> i don't think i can like contribute my like physical strength yeah. if that makes sense but there's not much obviously except from like donation and stuff it feels very like removed and that's for like all the conflicts i know like there's been so much like talk like um everyone cares about ukraine but what about like oh what happened in yemen what about all these countries that are being attacked in like africa and like asia that no one like no one talks about yeah no one talks about so sadly no one cares about yeah but even with ukraine it's like you care but there's like what can you actually do what can you do yeah except if you if you actually go and help which like so many people have done and it's it's amazing but it it's not the easiest decision to make and i yeah. feel like you f- you end up feeling guilty for not going to like I, I i don't know i started to feel guilty i'm like should i should i like go to ukraine should i go like volunteer but then there's so many there's so many like wars and like places that i could help like if i felt guilty about not doing one thing then like i would just live forever in guilt you know yeah. um but. Yeah, I think there was one person actually in the UK who wanted to go and actually and and fight. Mm. Well, I'm sure there are many, but the one person they showed in the news, mm. and the UK were just like, "No, you're just going to be a liability instead of a an asset for Ukraine." No, there cause... there have been troops, like obviously not part of the the UK military, but people have like gone like I don't know. I've seen quite a few clips on Reddit of like people yeah. like going. Um, or people like if you in... don't have the experience, then what... yeah, there's a lot of like ex-military people who okay. who are going at the moment which is good because they actually like have training yeah um even like picking up a gun and starting do you know how heavy those guns are no <laughs> it's insane those yeah. guns are very very heavy and yeah. the re is the recoil is insane yeah like there's no, there's no it's nothing like in the movies yeah nothing like in the movies like a friend of mine <laughs> so from back home he's from venezuela mm. and he was explaining how he actually like hold sorry held a, a handgun mm. and he shot, he fired a handgun and he said he almost like broke his his wrist he actually he sprained it mm-hmm. it was close to breaking when he was young when he was young back in Venezuela yeah and he actually sprained it uh like very close to breaking just because of the recoil of a handgun yeah like this is a normal handgun yeah so I can only imagine like you know AK forty seven or mm. some some big big ass gun it's good it would just be insane yeah yeah so it's it's not that easy to to fire a gun yeah no the video games make it look very very easy very easy yeah i've, I've heard some people say yeah i can go and fight because i've played Call of duty my whole life yeah 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 and i'm like yo you, you have no idea <laughs> no idea yeah no i think i don't know i mean let's hope that this doesn't become something bigger than those two countries and that Ukraine is able to push back like the Russian army because there's so many they're now offering like even if Russian like pilots or people who like control aircrafts or any type of like military craft to like if they hand it over then they get a massive reward they were saying like one million dollars per aircraft which is a lot and if the Russians actually listen then maybe they will just end up giving this given up and don't know returning back to their country or I, I don't know what the situation will end up being but let's hope it doesn't become world war three hopefully yeah but yeah 
um hopefully but there's not much yeah there's not much we can do apart from raise awareness yeah and that's that's pretty much it yeah right fun fact number two Going back to social media, this is the thing we get distracted, right? We we go mm-hmm. and and talk about random things. Fun fact number two, I've been looking up over here. It says teens who spend five hours a day on their phones are twice more likely, two times more likely, sorry, to show depressive symptoms. Mm. Now, depressive symptoms, like, do you know anyone who's experienced like depression or or yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, like quite a few. No, I don't know if they're like directly associated with social media mm-hmm. i feel like it definitely aids but yeah. i feel like it's something that's bigger in their life than them just going on social media um yeah and, uh, yeah that's right it definitely contributes to that right and people yeah. like like we were saying before like you just look at someone yeah who's like super good looking or you know has everything figured out or their life is just perfect and yeah. you just feel like you know my life is shit yeah but it's not actually was that saying comparison is the thief of joy or something yeah so that, yeah. That, that's true it's like yeah. the more you compare yourself like you, i do this all the time on linkedin i'll be like oh i'm doing so great in my job then i'll just go and someone's then they'll be like have so many things listed i'm like oh that sounds so much cooler than what i do like yeah <laughs> like like the, the grass is the grass is always greener on the other yeah, side yeah exactly so so i just, think you, being happy of what you have is like such a major key of like yeah just accepting that some stuff is never going to be the way it is like is what's going to make you happy like and happiness is relative as well right mm-hmm. what brings you happiness might not bring me happiness and vice versa mm-hmm. right so that's why you see like for example um i'm just going to this is a stupid example but it's the first one that comes to mind right yeah. if if you are a person who doesn't really know how to speak to women yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't really interact much with... If you're a man, sorry, and you, and you don't know how to speak to, to women. Mm. And you feel a bit shy and all. So the moment you get, like, one woman speaking to you, it's like, it becomes everything. Yeah. Like, you are very... Like, you become a bit nervous. You know, um, you start to overthink mm. what you're going to say. You just want to do everything to impress her, right? Mm. But on the other side, and that's and once you get her, like that's it. That's your happiness levels to the maximum. Mm. Like you're very, very happy. But then you, if you on the other side, if you have like a player, right, who speaks, like easily go up to a woman and mm. and seduce her and all that. Like one woman more, one woman, woman less will not really bring him much, much difference in terms of happiness, right? Mm. So that's it's all it's all relative. That's why when people say like, like when an extrovert, especially, he looks. Or they look, I should say, as at an introvert, and they're like, "Oh, why is he spending all the time at home, um, you know, playing video games? Like this is yeah. so this is so boring." And it's like, "It's boring to you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's not boring to him." Yeah. So that's why it's like it's it's different levels. Yeah. Whatever brings you happiness. But I think like extroversion, introversion are definitely something that's very fluid. Like when I was a teenager, I was very introverted like i spent <laughs> i spent my evenings just playing video games like yeah that's what made me happy like i was very much like like i had friends in real life but i like i love to just go into a video game and have my video game friends and like in game like what games you used to play um so apart from like we and stuff when i was younger the first like video game that i really got into was skyrim so oh, like, skyrim yeah so it's a very good game it's amazing and it's just so like 
crazy it was just so open world i would just yeah. walk around and like fight dragons and yeah shit. i would just find like that's that's the thing like i love i've always loved like fantasy yeah like fantasy has been one of my big things in sci-fi i love like it's so exciting like stuff that will never happen mm. in our lives and like just all this imagination so like skyrim was like a real life like fantasy for me like i would just get so engrossed in it and i would just spend like every evening like hours and hours just walking around like doing all the side missions like i did oh, everything um so that was like the first big game i played and then like i started playing like quite a few rpgs like mass effect and dragon age were like big games um and like you could fully have like romances in those games really? so I, was, like, I don't need a real boyfriend i just have my, <laughs> I have my video game one? boyfriend yeah so it was like, yeah, that's how I spent my whole teenage years. And like, I didn't really become in- extroverted until like year 12, which is like 17. Okay. So like before that, I was quite like. Do you finish the game, Skyrim? I assume you did, right? Like, huh? You finish all the missions. The mission oh, yeah, yeah. That. Except one of the, like, there was this um College of Winterhold. There was like the mages. That quest got glitched, so I never finished that. But I finished oh. literally all the other ones. Like I was, I spent so many hours in that game. And I haven't really played the video game until recently I played Cyberpunk. Oh. And, like, I finished that. And that's the first video game I finished since, like, first year of uni. Okay. It's crazy. Oh, wow. I used to play World of Warcraft. Uh, I always tried to download that, but my laptop was too shit. And I never, I could never, like, actually get it to run. You can't run it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it requires, like, a lot of um, RAM and mm. CPU power. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I remember I used to play with, with friends of mine. One of them was the Venezuelan. Oh, yeah. And it was just crazy. Like, especially when you're a kid, mm. like playing these, this, this was the first time I was playing an RPG, right? Um, so it's just it, like once, once I was inside the game, it was just so ingraining, so mm. addictive. Like mm. I was just like, oh, let me, let me get this, this, um, what's, what's this called? This art, this, um, what, what are the things you um. wear? Sorry? Armor? Um. The armor, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Let me get this armor. Let me get this weapon. Let me get this. You know, let me let me do these missions. I'm level fifty now. I want to yeah, get to level yeah, sixty. Yeah. I want to do and and especially when you're playing with friends, it's like you know you, there were battles between us all yeah. the time. It's like oh you're level sixty, I'm level fifty. I'm gonna get you and then yeah you know, and beat you. So, so much like we used to spend hours and hours and hours playing on it. I remember my mom used to walk into the room. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, you just, there's, there's this, you know, you, you have these um, vehicles, not vehicles, but like um, stuff that you can hop onto and mm-hmm. move faster, basically. Like you can hop, hop onto a tiger. Yeah. You, you, can, you can get onto an eagle and fly and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I used to, um, every time, for some reason, every time my mom used to walk into my room, I used to be on the, like the, the same scene. Like I used to be flying around. Yeah. And like, going to places. Yeah. And she should just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you just, yeah. why are we spending so many hours of doing the same thing all the time? Well, they just, they I mean, don't really... You wouldn't understand. Yeah, they don't understand because it is like the graphics, especially in games nowadays, are so realistic. So good. That, like, you do end up feeling like it's almost real life. Like, and especially if you're playing as yourself, like in Skyrim and like Cyberpunk, you get to create your own character and like you play in like first person. To people like interact with you as if you're like a real thing like a real a real person so it does become like almost your life and yeah like in you, know, you have a house you have like like even a husband children like there's just it is so normal almost even yeah. though it's strange 
Um, this is what's going to happen with the metaverse, right? People are going are going to be even more ingrained with the with the games. Because imagine playing yeah. Skyrim, for example, but on the met on like the VR headset. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's insane, right? I'm excited. That's going to be insane. Yeah. Imagine all these games, like even like Call of Duty, right? So I I tried this the the VR headset, yeah. right? And we downloaded this game. I can't remember. I think it was called Gun Raiders or something okay. like that. So and it's basically like Call of Duty. Yeah. And I I'm not joking. I play with my Spanish friends who live close to me, mm. and we were addicted to it. Really? It's so like I haven't really used Marketer since I got it. I don't use it either, but oh. only when I'm with friends. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we like you can. It's it's very realistic because like you have to do every single movement you have to do it's not like you click a button and then it automatically like um recharges your mm. your your weapon for example mm. you have to actually do the movement yourself oh really yeah exactly oh, wow. you have crazy. to aim and all with two hands you mm. have to walk around obviously you don't walk around you move it with a joystick but you if you like you can fly and stuff like that and you can you literally if you look down you literally feel like you're flying so that's why some people like they feel a little bit dizzy and all after the game yeah they really don't know where they're pointing and where they are that's crazy so that's why it's good to play with with someone else just to make sure you're not hitting, hitting yeah. anything but it's insane like that game is insane you should, mm. i definitely recommend it really? like, you should try it i feel like video games make you feel like so magical almost like skyrim just made me feel like so I don't know it's this kind of like fuzzy feeling like yeah you, it's, it's like, like oh look look what i feel look what i am yeah like you're kind of like special in this world like you're you're not just some random human going to work like doing your mundane things you're doing something more interesting and like it's kind of like what um we were talking about this before we start recording like about drugs yeah and it's kind of how like psychedelics make you feel they make you feel like you're you're special like you have some kind of purpose like higher purpose in the world which i think is really like interesting and i feel like because i'm that's what i used to love as a child like i used to love all the fancy books and all the like fancy movies and then all the fancy games mm. um and and not just fancy like just like games like fallout as well which is also another bethesda game but okay. you still it's still like the the feeling of importance and like purpose i feel like like at the moment in real life you're like what actually is my purpose like you have to actually make it whereas in a video game you have a purpose like there's some kind of storyline to follow there's something big for you to complete so i really yeah that's and what i really enjoy about that i think people do like purpose in their life that's where they are very sad or yeah. depressed or and, and psychedelics and do give you a lot of purpose yeah <laughs> well <laughs> they make you they make you feel happy right they make you feel like you know life is great and and whatever i'm doing is is it's 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 not really happiness in terms of like, well, like, like when you say purpose like what do you mean by psychedelics give you purpose i don't know it's more just kind of like you look deeper into yourself like you start to think more like fundamentally you start to think like what is what is the point of me like being here what is the point of even like humans being here like why do we think why 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 would i think like this right now like you start to like question everything but not in like a paranoid way and more just like a interesting life way and like in some cases people even like lose their whole sense of self like they just become no one but then that like that makes you be someone after like they 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 experience what it's like to be no one which i think is really interesting um so they lose their sense of identity yeah yeah i mean like i I've had this like once or twice, but not to the extent that some people have it. It's this thing called like ego death. And it's like 
you basically just lose all sense of anything like like stuff that you've known is just alien like you start you basically become a baby it's like really yeah it's like you have to relearn everything which i think is so like cool like people literally will be like wait what's like what's a phone like what's what do i do with this like how do you use this yeah like the literally like the simplest thing like like what's the capital of like uk where am i at the moment like you just have to rebuild your whole life so i think it's like really interesting and like it's quite similar to video games where you just come into this world and you don't know absolutely anything and you just have to learn from the beginning I think yeah it's, i think it's really cool um yeah you have to look at that it's like a real life video game <laughs> yeah exactly i mean yeah. it resets you back to zero right yeah yeah i mean a lot of people actually like chase after that feeling in a way that's the the, uh, the addictiveness of it right no, it's not it's not the addictiveness. It's more just like you want to like you want to exper like you want to experience it if that makes sense. Like I but don't you, know. You want to experience it because you're addicted. No, 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 it. no, no. It's just kind of like you like want to experience you're chasing it because you're, that... curious, you're curious like in in like psychedelics are not addictive in terms of like you're not like oh give me like acid every day like you don't you don't crave it at all like you don't crave it but it's just like the way it makes you think like so many people microdose for the because it makes them think in a different way more creative way like okay like people take it every day but not as like um oh i need it every day it's more to like enhance their way of thinking especially if you're in like a creative industry like i know some of my friends like they have like microdosed acid, they can microdose shrooms. So like it's really It's kinda of like the the drug from Limitless. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Limitless. Yeah, where he like He takes that... a drug and he's just super smart and Yeah, yeah. But it's not like that. It doesn't make you like sick everything. Right, yeah. It yeah, just yeah. makes you more like open and I feel like that's the one thing I've learned from doing these types of things. It's just like your mind just becomes way more open to like like you're just you're just way more open of a person like you're way more like stuff doesn't really matter like people are so people dwell down on like small things and like oh my god like this is this is so like so serious like um i feel like with psychedelics you start to understand that nothing really actually matters you're just kind of you're just kind of floating through life like life's just kind of going by but in like a nice way um and they wow. will give you different experiences. So it depends on what psychedelic you're taking, right? Yeah, yeah. You get different different effects. Yeah. So like stuff like shrooms, it's all like natural because it's literally a mushroom. Yeah. So I don't know what I felt was very like primal almost. Like you just kind of feel like an animal um, and it's way more like random. But okay. there's loads of different types of strains. So. I'm not really like a shrooms expert also. I don't know how the different shroom like strains react, but then stuff like acid is way more like it's like a painting. It's like you're in a painting. You're in a painting. Like everything kind of breathes and moves and like yeah, like yeah. everything's kind of like constantly moving. Like you know those um I don't know which one was it? It wasn't Van Gogh. Or like you know those like paintings which is like swirly, like that kind of like night sky with like the swirl. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It literally like that's kind of how it looks. Sto- I think it's Starry Night by Van Gogh, yeah, right? Yeah, but not as like obviously not as intense. Like yeah. it, at higher doses, probably that intense. But if you're just taking a normal dose, not that intense. But stuff does feel like it has like patterns and oh, like wow. it's all like moving. Like I remember watching like a snake plant and it was just like 
I don't know if you've seen, you know how snake plants look? Like they have the yellow and green. And it's kind of like, they're kind of like triangly okay. leaves. And like the yellow was just kind of like moving. It was kind of like ripples. And oh, it was just, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really beautiful. And then I'm, I, I, I was like looking at this wall and there was like this uh, horoscope wheel, you know, like the 12 zodiac signs. Yeah. Like the different planets and houses and stuff. And I started to fully start to explain everything in such a deep way. And my mate was just sitting there like, oh, what, <laughs> what is going on? on? Just like, and just all these associations I was making with the planets and like the zodiac signs and like trying to explain to him what everything <laughs> means. So. Oh, shit. Well, wait, wait, what do you think about? Um, about zodiac signs? Yeah, astrology. Um, I mean, my grandma like is very like into it. He's mm. very much like a believer. Okay. And so is like my sister, like they're very much like, oh, your your personality type is dictated by like the zodiac sign you are, which I don't agree with, but I think because I've grown up with it, I do like, um, it is interesting to me, like I've like seen my birth chart and like seen the distribution of yeah. my zodiac signs and like the planets and like the houses and stuff. And I think like does it actually like reflect my personality um so when you read like your horoscope does it agree i mean um i mean the, if does it always agree with with who you are and no no like i I don't think horoscopes are like the truth yeah but obviously like you're gonna start associating some things with yourself yeah and like i think it's just human nature to want to like fit into like a specific yeah. group like yeah. how we have those myers-briggs 16 personality tests yeah same thing like you want to just fit into a group you want to understand it's like wanting to understand yourself yeah through like understanding what type you are um but but some... yeah, go sorry go, ahead, go for it yeah no but yeah some people do do take them very very seriously i just yeah. i just view them as like fun and maybe maybe there is some truth maybe not so much in the zodiac sign because that's literally dictated by the position of the planets exactly when you were born yeah um but stuff like Myers Briggs there is some kind of truth to it because but that's a personality test though right isn't it yeah yeah that's most but then same with zodiac signs they kind of are your personality based on your zodiac sign so like I have a lot of planets in Sagittarius Okay. So Sagittarius is supposed to be very like adventurous, kind of fun-loving, carefree, doesn't dwell too much. Um, but then there can also be kind of like selfish, uh, I think. And like, and like my my son is Scorpio, so they're very like vindictive and jealous and stuff. So like some, I like I think everyone has every person. Wait, you said your son. My son. No, so that's your sun sign. So you have like every planet including the moon and the sun and also your rising sign which is i don't exactly remember what your rising sign was but it's basically like positions of the planets when you're okay. born so your sun is your main sign so what you call your sign is your sun sign okay and then your moon sign is um well, it's supposed to be like your innermost personality or like the personality you only have to yourself if that makes sense okay and then your rising sign is kind of like what you portray to other people so so it's like what's in what you put what's inside of you just for yourself that's your moon sign and then yeah. what other people see is your sun sign your sun and like your rising i'm not exactly sure my okay. sister knows more about this but yeah like my sun sign is scorpio but my moon sign is sagittarius so like i don't know it, it, it's fun to associate these like types of personality yeah. things to yourself but 
but how accurate are they though that's the thing not very probably <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's in my in my mind i think the same thing like i don't believe they're very accurate in i don't believe they're accurate at all to be fair what i think is happening like they're just putting very general statements that most people or many people fit into that mm. category right yeah because yeah, adventurers yeah. like for example adventurers right it could be in everything it yeah could, it could be like adventurers like oh we have gone out mountain climbing today or it could be like you know i've tried something new a yeah. new food today a new dish yeah. right so you could fit into that category very very easily mm. so i feel like they just put general statements just to like capture as much information because when i go sometimes when i read it i'm like okay i fit into virgo but then i also fit into sagittarius like mm. i also fit into leo like what what the fuck is this like so you need to read your birth chart and see what your planets are in. yeah i mean yeah so my my actual sign i don't know about my moon or my star or whatever but um i know that when when people ask me for my sign i'm virgo that's that's the only oh, yeah. thing yeah so that's 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 what i tell both my grandmas are virgos yeah and Crazy. people like people literally like and especially the older generation like i know i, I know people many people who do like they base your entire personality on that especially elsewhere in india it's a very it's big, a very thing. big thing like i watched the show indian matchmaking on oh Netflix, did you <laughs> and they fully had like an astrologer come on and be like mm, no i don't think there'll be a good match and people like dictate their marriage yeah, like that's exactly what happened based on their star signs which is crazy that's exactly what happened there's yeah. this guy who comes up and says like mm, nah it doesn't match sorry find yeah. another one it's like yeah. what the fuck it's not as bad as the face reader <laughs> it's just like yeah his face looks bad like <laughs> nah not good match <laughs> just like what but, i mean the, the, uh, many uh, arranged marriages happen in in india right mm. so sometimes they like it's 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 hard enough to like find um a woman but if if you have to find a woman that has to fit like this specific star sign and this specific yeah. requirements makes it even much like even harder right is that quite common in, in india what, like arranged marriage no no like having your like star sign read before you get married to see if you f- if you're like a match as a couple yeah i think it is i think really? it definitely is so like wow. you there's this they call, we call him a pundit pundit mm. i think it is i mean i'm i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on this i'm just basing this on the vague knowledge that i've gained over the, over the yeah. years probably not even true but um so there's this guy basically who comes and he looks at the star signs and the position of the stars and all that mm. and he or she, well, I think it's a he most most of the time, mm-hmm. um, says, like, if this is a good match or not. Even when, like, deciding the names of the babies, like, of oh, newborns, yeah. they have to look at the position of the stars and all, really? and they say, okay, this base, because this per- this baby was born on this day, based on this position of the, of the stars and the planets and all that, the baby's name should start with S, or it should start with T, or it should mm. start with A, mm. whatever. So yeah, exactly. I wonder where all this kind of like mysticism almost originated with. Like, who actually thought we're gonna assign this random animal? Probably some guy with mushrooms. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Randomly decided. Oh shit! We should. You know what? We should decide babies' names based on the position of stars. I mean, to be fair, psychedelics have been taken for like hundreds of years. Like all the Native American tribes, they took like Mm. random, like um. There's this there's this thing called peyote, peyote, which is like I think what the Native Americans used to take. I think it's like cactus or some kind of plant, but okay. it has like psychedelic properties. And then down in like Peru, people like drink ayahuasca. ayahuasca yeah. yeah, so like it's it's just 
it's not something that you can describe until you experience it yourself. You can't describe to someone how it feels because it's not, it, it just, your reality changes, like the way your, your like outlook changes. So you do get in touch with that kind of more spiritual side, which I think is like sick. Yeah. I personally love it. Like some people think of it as very much like, oh, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just doing a drug. Yeah. But for me, I think it's quite like, spiritual and like rich like introspective mm-hmm. and like thinking about my life and like it shows you a part of you i guess uh, i mean i've not tried it but it shows you a part of you that you didn't know you, you even existed right maybe yeah or, or something that you try to suppress because i feel like most people try to live on the surface in terms of like they just live out their days like you go to work you watch something go to bed you eat like it's very just like surface level like you're doing your stuff you don't have time to sit there and just like think really deeply about your life but also just not just about your life about like the planet or like the universe things like that so like it's really interesting to actually like take the time and like you become so especially if you're in nature you just become so like at one with nature it's really it's really nice it's like you you forget so it's especially mm-hmm. living here like you're just surrounded by buildings you're surrounded by other people like yeah you go to the park but what you just go to the park for 20 minutes i feel like stuff like psychedelics makes you appreciate nature so much more like after doing it sometimes i was just i would go to the park and i'm like wow like this is amazing like <laughs> what this is crazy you know get me getting my mind blown and people are just sitting there, like, and it's just a, tr- a simple tree you're looking at and people just yeah like... yeah but you like start to notice so much more like detail especially with nature and just oh it's it, it's great and when you're on it you're just like wow this piece of grass is just crazy <laughs> you just stare at this <laughs> you just stare at like a piece of like a twig and like <laughs> wow this is sick like, oh shit this is so crazy look at yeah. all the lines look at how this was made no no it's great i recommend it to everyone and like even if people are like skeptical about it like it's not something that you have to take loads of i think people just if you're stupid with something it's not going to be good mm-hmm. same thing if you're stupid of alcohol you're going to end up feeling terrible having alcohol poisoning like stuff like that you just have to know your limits and start small yeah don't like don't start with like i don't know three tabs or something and then just yeah. get sent into space i mean <laughs> if you're if you're someone who has a strong mind and like i said this before too i was like if you want if you're someone who wants to do psychedelics you have to just be like open like you can't be someone who's like really paranoid or like really un- afraid of like experiencing something because then you won't have a good experience like you have to just let yourself go and let it experience experience where it wants to take you it's kind of like you're just, just on like let yourself go like i said yeah yeah it's like you're on your have you ever been on um those like rapid rivers in like aqua parks yeah where you're just sitting in like a big um i don't know what they call it's it in inflatable English. thingies yeah 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 i know what you mean i think everyone yeah. knows what you mean we call it poyos in uh, bulgarian and you just kind of sit there and like the river just takes you about <laughs> like that and you're just like bumping about but then at first if you're like really scared you're just like oh shit like get yeah, me off of this yeah. but then it's actually quite fun it's like Ooh, if like, you let I'm it if you just yeah. l- let it take you yeah yeah so it's the same it's the same way like just don't overdo it right just do everything in moderation i think everything in moderation anything in moderation. until you until you've obviously like experienced it a few times yeah. and you know what you're doing like if you're if you're doing it for the first time then yeah don't go forward but if you're if you're someone that's experienced then and you feel like you can take it it's it's almost like a journey they call it like 
if you take a big dose of like let's say acid they call it a hero dose because <laughs> it's like you're just you're just <laughs> Only gonna get heroes your mind can manage blown this. yeah like you're just gonna completely like disassociate with like reality like you're not even gonna be able to see in a way but then after a while do you feel like some people they drive their identity out of this so like... oh yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean like i talk about it all the time like because i think it's like really interesting and i want everyone to be able to experience it but yeah some people are like very like oh like not like kind of like hippie-ish yeah, yeah people end up like doing a lot of psychedelics chasing that experience that kind of like profoundness mm -hmm. that they that they get and um and i feel like some people hate that like they're like oh it's just fucking like drug just stop being so like over the top but i don't know you you can't really explain it to people you have to they, i mean people just have to experience it yeah right? exactly it's one exactly. of those things like it's hard to put into words it, yeah it's in inexplainable like i remember one time i was having this experience and like it was it was probably like my most like crazy experience i've, I've told like quite a few people this so i don't want to just repeat the whole story because it was it was oh, insane go for it, go for it, yeah. but um um i like closed my eyes and the stuff that i was seeing was way more clear than the, like my real vision even now like stuff was so crisp and so like real it's not, it wasn't like closed? a dream yeah it wasn't like a dream it was like i was there like it was like and they were like what are you seeing and i'm like i can't even explain to you what i'm seeing because everything changed every second like stuff was just coming out and like all these like rainbow colors and things just just moving and warping and like it was just insane and like what the i know it's, it's crazy like people just think like oh yeah you just see some stuff but like it was literally like I was just going through space and time. Like, I was just flying. Like, you were literally tripping. Yeah, and then I would open my eyes and it would just be like me and my mates just sitting around the table. I'd be like... <laughs> Where's all the fun stuff? Wait, what the fuck? Like, and then I'd be like, wait, let me close my eyes again. I'd just go back in. And it'd be like, oh, it was crazy. And like, you could like feel the music because we were just like listening to some music. It was like, the music was like a snake. And it was like, I was on the back of this snake just like... And the colors were changing. <laughs> it, it's just insane. Like it's it's nothing that you can put into words, except if you do it yourself and you see. So yeah, I think. I mean, you're making me want to try it now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think drugs, like not like these psychedelics, I should say, mm. they do get a bad rep when they shouldn't. Oh yeah, completely. And like so many, there's been so many studies on how mushrooms are used. Like they're used to treat depression. Mm. Um, I think it's very, like especially like. Um, these mushrooms and all, and even even weed gets a very bad um, mm. rep mm. when I mean, I mean, it's it's been used as a medicine, right? In some cases, yeah. in some places, it's it's been given to people for like anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah, and I feel like if people and doctors are okay to have all of these like uh, legal prescription pills, which are way more highly addictive yeah. than something natural, like stuff like Xanax, yeah. like Adderall. Um, they they prescribe it especially in countries like america they prescribe it so so easily mm. and people get so addicted to these pills which don't even like in a way don't really better their life like yeah they they suppress they suppress some of their feelings but they have so many side effects as well yeah, it's so bad they get they and you're absolutely right they get insanely addicted to these yeah and that's yeah. how the pharmaceutical companies make money right exactly they just exactly. keep on selling the same thing because people are addicted and it's the, the the craziest part is it's legal. Yeah. Whereas yeah. stuff like weed is not legal. 
yeah. at least you know the entire country. Mm. No, it's 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 crazy, but it's yeah, it's because there's profit in it. Whereas, what's the profit in acid? Well, they could what's make the profit right in profit in, in all of this if they if they legalize it. You could uh, put a tax on it, for example, and just get yeah, it. Yeah, but I think I mean, it's from the way less profitable than than stuff like prescription pills for these companies because loads of different people already can make acid, whereas these like medicines are like patented, so only one company can make them. Only they can make profit from it. Whereas like anyone can if they have the skills make acid like and and sell it can you not patent like this specific way of making acid maybe probably i mean like patent law they patent everything, no, like, patent everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah you can't make anything these days yeah, i don't, I don't know how people like create companies without actually like infringing on some patent like other patent law but <laughs> no it's it, it, it i think obviously it should be legalized um and i think that drugs as well are something that especially if you if you're the one seeking it out and like buying it it's something that it's your personal choice like it affects you you're not like affecting you're not harming anyone else yeah exactly especially so... with weed i don't feel like you're because you're, you're, it makes it like chills you down it like chills you down it like calms you down mm. and also you're not harming anyone else whereas alcohol it makes you a bit more aggressive right yeah. So you will, I mean, there is a high chance that you will harm someone else. Like, that's why you see so many fights outside of clubs and, and yeah. all that. People are yeah. just drunk and just stupid. Yeah. But stuff like weed, it's it's not that, like, it doesn't, it, you don't harm anyone else. Yeah. So, and even, even stuff like, like mushrooms, I don't believe, like, well, I'm not, I haven't tried it, but, like, I don't think it gets you aggressive or anything, right? It's just, you just sit down and trip basically no i mean like there's like such a breadth of experiences that obviously like there's been so many bad trips but there's been so many good trips i feel like people obviously focus on the bad because the bad can be bad because it's not it's not a it's not something to be taken lightly it's not something that you're just like oh you know let me just let me just take three times because that will affect you so i think it's something that you need to like consider if you should take like people say with schizophrenia obviously shouldn't take it because that's not going to be good for like their symptoms and their brain but if you've got someone that's like level-headed in a good position a good state of mind with good surroundings and maybe good friends i feel like it can honestly is more amazing than anything else Mm. that you can experience in a way it's like your brain goes on a on a roller coaster but like a mental roller coaster right and it's much better than a real roller coaster to be like, <laughs> roller coasters are boring now like i used to like them when i was 14 now i'm just there like this is shit this is all right like yeah <laughs> it's not the same thing anymore yeah definitely no no it's, it gets it gets boring maybe that's what happens if you trip too much but <laughs> but that's the thing you always have a different trip like you never have the same thing again whereas the roller coaster if you've gone it once you've gone it again it's the same experience mm. whereas this it's like you don't know what's going to happen next you don't know where your your brain's going to take you I feel like the brain's such an interesting powerful thing to study but do we know like what are the side effects of this in the long term though because eventually you're going to want to take more and I'm, let's use like, the example of mushrooms eventually you're going to have to increase the dose right you're gonna have mm. to make take more and more and more to get to to reach that same trip level mm. that you got the first time. So, do we know enough side effects or what are the long term effects of of doing this? I mean, because um, maybe it's bad. It's it's bad in the long in the long term, right? If people keep on keep on doing it. 
Yeah, I mean, especially like stuff like mushrooms. Um, I mean, it's a mushroom, so it's a lot more like natural. So I, I, I doubt there's like loads of like really bad long term effects compared to like stuff like coke, let's say. Uh, but with some of the more like research chemicals, like two CB is a big psychedelic, which is like a research chemical as well. So like the side effects are not as known. Mm. Um. Because it's not been legalized, it's not been studied as much. There's so, not much money into it, but right? That's, yeah, but that's why I think they should they should legalize it or research it more for because it, I think it has a lot of potential. Like I've had the the least anxious three weeks of my life after a trip where I just felt like zero and like when I say zero anxiety, like just completely just like it's like you you're like melting all the time like you just have like zero anxiety i was just walking around everywhere that's how when i got my like job at accenture when i got my job at this other place i got two offers in two weeks and i had like no offers for months i I did these interviews i had <laughs> and i got them because i just had no anxiety i like I there's no speak. pressure yeah i was speaking to these like really important people like who are like 30 years older than me like set up this like company and they were like grilling me but i was just like sitting there like Chilling. you know what like hire me if you want don't hire me if you don't want like i i gave them the answers that i would have given them if i had no anxiety but i feel like anxiety is such a big blocker on how you deal with people like there's so much stuff that i want to say all the time that i don't say because i'm anxious or because oh no this sounds stupid or this which which is what psychedelics really helped me with mm-hmm. so i think it's definitely something that has a lot of like medicinal potential that needs to be explored um yeah i think i mean i think they should definitely look into this like they mm. should definitely put more money into it and extract all the the pen and actually extract all the information from it right know if yeah. it's actually good or it's actually yeah. bad yeah. Because right now there is conflicting opinions from everywhere. Mm. I guess that's that's. I mean, everywhere you look, there's conflicting uh, conflicting mm. opinions on everything, right? Yeah. It's very hard to find facts nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, and a lot of this type of psychedelic stuff is experiences because obviously there hasn't been mass experiments on this. Like I was reading this book called How to Change Your Mind, and that's kind of like outlines the history of psychedelics and the studies that they did. Uh, didn't finish it, but read like some really interesting stuff but all of the kind of experiments they did were on a very small scale like 10 20 people like and and they were all like adults in a specific area there hasn't been like a worldwide like experimental study on how this affects your brain and different ages because obviously we don't really want to give children this because yeah definitely their brains would be ready for it but i think it's like i think it's something i, I would say that if you're if you're sound of mind then it's something that you should definitely experience before you die <laughs> because it's just like it's like nothing else like you know how people are like you need this is what you need to experience before you die it's yeah. the book you need to read before you die i think what you need and to do, do before you die is just do some psychedelic <laughs> <laughs> at least once in your life at least once in your life and then you understand i feel like people are so close-minded these days that they're just like even before trying something they're just discarding it like like, yeah that's the thing right people have this preconcept like this whole idea that um some things are bad for you or Mm. you know this is this is uh, the worst thing ever like drugs and all that but Mm. they don't really know 
like they don't know yeah the the, they, only, they, the, only, they, the, the parents or their grandparents or whatever have yeah. told them and that knowledge has just gone down from generation to generation yeah but they don't really know why yeah like, i don't know like there's so many in, in india as well like so many things that has just gone down from generation to generation mm-hmm. and people just like don't don't know why like yeah I, in my in my case for example like i was i remember i was told like i think what was it like you can't don't drink milk after drinking after eat, drinking orange juice or eating mm. an orange or something like that mm. like i was like wh- why why can't you not do that and they were like just just don't do it just don't do it or like yeah. i think one of them was like don't eat watermelon after it after like a f- it's been out a few hours or something like that Mm. Or I think it was don't drink milk after watermelon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why am I not supposed to do this? Like, this mm. is this is, this is so dumb. This is so crazy. Yeah. But it's just gone down from generation to generation, right? Or like, yeah. don't like clip your nails at night. People, I've I've heard that as well. Really? Yeah, because it gives you bad luck. And I'm like, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Skips, yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Where does this come from? I think it's just like an uneducated opinion or an opinion that's been educated by their specific society like going back to my um my boss in the korean restaurant she was from korea and korea has a very very strict drugs policy Mm. like um back in the day i was into k-pop a lot and like people would literally get put in prison for smoking weed and find getting like if you get found with weed in your hair like because it stays in like your hair follicles, um, then you would get put in prison. And it's just like insane. Their their drug laws, like all those like Southeast Asian countries, yeah, they have quite strict drug laws. So she's grown up with that. So when she, even like now, even after she's lived in the UK, and she went to like very, she was an artist. Like she studied like fine arts in. I can't remember if it was like Central St. Martins or University of Arts London. So like she's growing up around people who are very like artsy and yeah, but she's still very very anti drugs. Like the her whole campaign that she's been building is like um try to get drugs out of the city and like help people um stop doing drugs and like enjoy themselves another way because she thinks that drugs are but she she loves drinking. She's like Koreans as well, big drinkers. Like she loves drinking. She's like drinks a lot, at, but she's like so anti-drugs. Um, but so like, it's just funny to me. Like she thinks that people only do drugs because they're like depressed and they want to like escape, and they want to like it's like they don't actually have fun doing them. But it's because she's never actually done them. She doesn't understand that it's not the case yeah but she's already based her opinion and she's already so solid in that opinion there's no way that you can change her mind except to actually give it to her and her actually experience it but because she's so anti like she's so against it that she probably won't have a good time even if she does experience it you know what i mean yeah so people think, have to yeah go for it sorry. yeah yeah so i think that's what like closed-mindedness is like the ability to not even appreciate something when you're experiencing it because you've already like formed your opinion yeah, in your head exactly that's yeah. the, uh, that's like the the definition of being closed-minded right mm. people say yeah i'm very open-minded and all i have a, i'm a, open to experiences and new ideas and all yeah but then they have these crazy opinions of like all drugs are bad everything is yeah. you know um yeah. pff, I, don't, I don't know uh, 
there's the certain type of people is like don't don't go close to them or like there's just racist there's racist ideas yeah, discriminating yeah, yeah. ideas same like like islamophobia yeah like, exactly so many people don't grow up around like any muslims and then they form an opinion of how muslims are and how muslims think exactly and, and then just basing it off stuff that some muslims have done in the past or what like, have they seen on tv or something yeah, yeah exactly. so stupid yeah i just don't think it's productive in like society and and you as a person i don't think it's productive to stay stagnant with your opinions i think if you want to become a better person not like a better isn't like oh i'm so good but like just more rounded the way around a person is good for you to actually explore and like there was a, like another thing that i was like um what was the other saying it was like um traveling is like the killer of bigotry and like ignorance and stuff mm. because you get to see so many people's different experiences you're not just stuck in your own, like own little world um yeah you get to see like the different ideas that people have and the different yeah. the different ways of living as well right like yeah, you, yeah. You, sometimes that like, you might want to adopt into your life right yeah you might yeah. learn something and I don't, I don't know if you go to japan or something yeah and you might learn something that the way they live yeah. And you want to adopt that into your life, like maybe the way they sit sit down, um, like to eat. You know how they sit down; they don't have chairs. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, They yeah, sit down yeah. on the floor, right? Yeah. So no, like... maybe you want to adopt that into that because it's better. It's better for you. Like I don't know. I'm just making this up, but yeah. like I'm just making this example up. But like it, it's you know you you might want to get the best of mm. each of the of of all all cultures into your life. Yeah, and I think it's good to like. I like even for I think for everyone it's hard to break the prejudices that they already have and they've grown up with like um and it gets hard over the years yeah mm. like like now I, I like my mom is like she's not conservative but she's she's very much grown up she's in Bulgaria there was no like r- racial diversity uh and when she came here she was like shocked at how much racial diversity was not in like a oh no it's terrible but like she's just not used to it yeah but she's come become adapted to that, but she still holds some of the prejudice views, and I don't want to slip into that mind. Like, <laughs> like I would, I want to visit countries that are like, for example, in the Middle East or like Saudi Arabia and stuff. But she, she wouldn't want me to do that because so, of the preconceptions. Like she's yeah, yeah because of like, even though she like knows Muslim people, she's like friends, but it's still like stuff that she's seen on the news mm. um stuff that she's like kind of seen over the years like it's just like built up in her head and it's like she's at that age now where you know like how you excuse your parents and your grandparents yeah. like you know what they're just they're just old just like <laughs> can't change their mind now but i don't want to get to that state where i'm just completely set in my ways and there's nothing that can change my mind so i want to have as much of different experiences from different cultures as possible so mm. then i don't have to have that like oh i don't know this culture but like no, this is shit like yeah this like without actually experiencing or getting to know it yeah I, I mean obviously i still think there's some things in all the cultures that i don't agree with like or that i do agree with but i think it's good to like actually listen to why those are like that yeah. or why is the culture is like that in the first place and where like, they're coming from yeah like for example with arranged marriages like so many people might be like oh my god like why would you do an arranged marriage from the west they'll be like why would you do an arranged marriage but i think there's actually probably a lot of benefits to having an arranged marriage and obviously like the lower rates of divorce big thing um and also just like again sometimes choice isn't the best thing yeah because 
you're never gonna if you know that you have that much choice you're never gonna be happy and you're always gonna be looking to something else yeah. whereas if you're like put with someone then like if they're if if you do get along obviously i wouldn't want to get arranged marriage to someone if i don't get along but i think like if you do get along that connection can grow yeah so it's not necessarily like the worst thing ever if you're someone that's easygoing you get along you might be able to grow your relationship and grow your passion and not just be like oh i could choose this person or this person or this person like yeah yeah because if you if you have that choice right you might be dating someone and be like oh but you know this girl looks better or i, mm. I vibe more with this girl or like yeah you know, if you have that option you're just you're never going to be satisfied and it's just yeah. human nature it's, it, it is human like this is what has kept us alive over the years right just wanting to experience different things and always yeah. not not being satisfied in some sense like always wanting to go out and find more or yeah. try and try out different things yeah but um, i think it's also good like curiosity is like the best thing in my opinion it's one of the best like traits that you can have as a human like, curiosity just, yeah 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 for sure. just just be open and you're wanting to explore new things and like wanting to like get new experiences like i'm not i don't i'm not a person who really likes people who are very much like no this is what i like and this is what i don't like so that's it yeah. like i can never change <laughs> for me that's such a bad personality that's trait a bad like, way of living life exactly because then you're just sitting there I'm like is your whole life just gonna be this like yeah, and, are you and never how, gonna... however you even build those opinions right you haven't tried yeah. everything yeah how do you know that you might not that you don't yeah. like this thing that you say yeah that you, that you like or vice versa right you know you, yeah you know? no it's, it's crazy yeah i think thank you very much for coming i think that's a oh, good geez, i didn't even realize how long we've been talking you, said, you see i told you yeah. i told you but um yeah thank you very much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate no it yeah. and yeah hopefully you can come back in the in the future as well for more interesting talks yeah no 100 percent. i was really i really enjoyed this and uh i hope all all 10 listeners really enjoyed this <laughs> <laughs> and whoever's next uh i hope that you enjoy the topic that i left you off with <laughs> yeah um i don't know who's, who's next though i think it might be cam or a friend from uni okay yeah. well i'll see i'll see yeah. but yeah thank you very much for for coming and yeah thank thank you everyone for for listening and i'll speak to I'll speak to you soon and i'll yeah. see you guys soon bye bye